Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about Disney+, Plus, things to do in Epcot if you can't drink, and more silly shit in Disney films. Cetus Lapidus, Disney Channel original movies are going to be on Disney+. Plus. I mean, this is this is already important. Ah! I think we mentioned this at some point, but if Smart House isn't on Disney+, Plus, I'm going to, like, start a riot. <laughs> it's, um, it so sounds like it's going to be. It so sounds like it's going to be. There's they, no guarantee, but... No, there's no guarantee of anything, but what they did is they wrote, they, they wrote the tweet saying that, you know, hundreds or whatever, whatever Disney Channel original movies are going to be on Disney+, and they started the tweet with Cetus Lapidus, which is not spelled like anyone ever thinks it is, or I ever think it is. I disagree that it is L-U-P-E-D. It's definitely, like, got a T in it, especially because that would make sense due to the name of some, like, astral bodies. But anyway, um... That makes me think Xenon's like a guarantee, which is excellent because it's so beloved. But like, also I would assume Smart House, Luck of the Irish fucking better be on there. Um, the 13th year, like. So, so Johnny here's the thing. Tsunami. <laughs> the only Disney Channel original content that shouldn't be available on there is something that they are explicitly withholding for some reason. Yeah, which they're seems airing unlikely. right now. Like, or, or I mean, the, the more important thing is if there's anything that they, for some reason, set up a contract that includes exclusivity, right. which I strongly doubt for any Dig- Disney Channel original content, right. they would do that. I mean, for they're some not their, available anywhere. Right. For some of their blockbuster movies, sure. But I feel like, were some of them available on Netflix Some of the ever? newer ones were, I think, on Netflix. Yeah. Like, some of the the more recent ones that I never watched were, but, like, the 90s ones, you could... I have not seen Xenon in good quality since I was a child. And obviously at that point it wasn't good quality either, but like I can't, you can't find Xenon in the quality that I would want to watch it at. You can't find the 13th year. You can't find now. This is what I'm curious about. Susie Q was not explicitly a Disney <laughs> channel original movie. It was like a Canadian, like it was like a kind of made for TV film that they like licensed, like Disney's the one who licensed. And so it basically became a decom, but it wasn't like made for Disney. So that's one that I'm really huh. curious about because it's Amy Jo Johnson. And I was like, the Pink Ranger. Yeah. I was like super obsessed with it. Like I watched it all the time when I was a kid. And I like really want that to be one, but I don't know. It doesn't really count as a decom exactly. That one missed me, which is not terribly oh, surprising. Man. But um... it's 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 a teenage tragedy song film. Like, you know, oh, we've okay. talked we've talked before. I have a thing. Friendos, if you don't Wait, know. Wait, Val this. has a thing? <laughs> I have a lot of things. One of them is that I really like teenage tragedy songs, so like um, wildfire, um, uh, the one about the motorcycle guy, dang it. Leader of the pack. Leader of the pack, Um, yeah. that, that song that Pearl Jam covered in the nineties. Oh, where, oh, where could my baby be? Yeah. That one. Like all of those you're songs. Gonna, you're going to get cussed out by our fans <laughs> for not remember, knowing that one. I can't remember the fucking name. Um, run Joey run. Like any of those songs, those kind of teenage tragedy, like it's a genre that like most people don't realize like what it is a genre, specific genre of music. Um, and it's, I just find it really interesting and compelling. And Suzy Q like starts off with that. Like, I think, I think it even has a teenage tragedy song in it. And like, it's just such a, 
uh, it's so beloved to my heart. Well, we'll see if it's on Disney Plus. I'm um, so excited that the DCOMs in general are going to be. Well, and I think I think that Disney knows what they have. They have at their disposal a huge library of content that just isn't getting used because they only have like at maximum on cable like what four channels or something. Yes. Um uh, of uh, that are Disney branded anyway. Um, right. Because <laughs> they're, you know, they own others. Everything. But, um, but so they, they only have so much airtime to go around for re-airing things. And you'll see things pop up every now and then uh, on on actual television. But they have so much media that they developed and just that they, you know, brought in as a part of a rights deal. And it's just not making them any money. And this is a, like, a huge draw for this service because... Like, I would maybe not subscribe unless they had said they were going to have decomps on it. Because we, we've we said the whole time, oh, we're definitely going to. But that's been under the assumption that it's going to be a very full media library, including all those things that we love, that it's hard to find nowadays. Right. If it was just the Disney animated classics and pretty much nothing else, it would be like, well, we already own most of those in physical media right. Right. and can justify streaming them from a computer because, right. like, we very much own them. But if they're going to make it easy for us, and if the price is right, which, oh. It's $6.99 a month, which is less than, like a lot less than Netflix. Is that is that the, is that backed out from an annual cost? Or is it annual- actually, if you pay monthly, it's $6.99 I've seen it reported differently. I saw it reported as $70 a month and then, uh, $70 a year. And then I saw uh, CNN, I think, reported it as $6.99 a month. So. Gotcha. I, I didn't double Either check way, my it's sources. Still... It's fucking cheaper than Netflix for sure. Right, right. And honestly, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix, but the signal to noise ratio is a bit of an issue on Netflix where I spend a lot of time digging through the garbage to find something that I actually want to watch. Um, I'm not saying that everything that Disney has access to put on its streaming service will be a hit. But at the very least, the wealth of nostalgia-heavy classics for me will make it so easily worth that. So, like, I will right. cancel another streaming service for that. Right. Easily. Yep. Uh, also, the Pearl Jam song is called Less Kiss. Okay. And it is you. a cover. Like, that was, an, right. was a Teenage Tragedy song that they covered. Yep. Um, yeah. So... Uh, it also, so they did like a whole big tweet storm basically. And at one point they definitely broke the thread and I was like, what the fuck guys? But then they re they fixed it, but they did like, they did like a live tweet of here are all these cool announcements that we're doing about like different shows that are coming. You know, there's going to be a, uh, Bucky and, um, Falcon, uh, buddy cop show, buddy cop. That's not, <laughs> but like, they're going to get a show. Yeah. There's a man, the Mandalorian, um there's a loki show um and then there are a bunch of other things like sam doesn't routinely listen to the tta podcast the way that i do but (laughs) they did like a pretty thorough rundown of the originals that were announced they had recorded basically like the day before the thread came out so they just did all the ones that like they knew that we had gotten announced beforehand and they basically seem to be kind of covering all the genres so like there's a cooking competition show and there's like some reality stuff and there's some nature stuff and there's some behind the scenes documentary kind of stuff so there's like they're trying to fill all the categories in some way so i want to talk about that too this is actually really interesting because for Netflix to make original content, 
that is released like a season at a time or whatever um, is, I mean, yeah, that was kind of industry disruptive. Like that was sort of the point. Um, but Netflix is a streaming service at heart. Disney is not a streaming service company. Nope. They own TV channels that are on regular cable television. Yep. And so it's actually really interesting to me that they are embracing the Netflix show model of like, here's some stuff that's going to be on our streaming yeah. service. Um, and not I mean, saying like, oh, we're going to lock all of this behind... Um, well, it's it's interesting too. I mean, yeah, CBS, CBS did it. All Access um, did it. Yeah, I think I think that <laughs> they not did as it well. more clumsily. Yeah, no, but, they didn't do know, it well at all. But um, that that choice definitely alienated people because they said, okay, we're gonna lock this show behind our streaming right. service that has nothing else on right. it. Right. Yeah. So it was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but so I just didn't watch the show. Yeah. yeah um, same. So. It's still interesting to me, though. You didn't watch the show because you were mad about Klingons. I mean, yes, I was mad about Klingons. (laughs) But hey, this isn't a podcast about CBS IP. That's true. It's clearly about Disney IP. Mm -hmm. So uh, until Disney buys CBS. (laughs) (laughs) Give it like five years. Uh, Yeah, like five years, just so that people forget about Fox, you know. (laughs) Um, And by people, I mean legislators. That's, you know, assuming. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I still, I still think it's really interesting that they are going to continue doing the thing where they have, you know, their shows on the Disney Channel that are, you know, original shows. Um, but those are admittedly, m- most of them are focused at younger audiences. And then their streaming services are, are going, their streaming service is going to have shows that are released um, presumably exclusively on the platform to bring people to the platform, but with a very broad variety of target audiences within yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. I think that this, they've sort of correctly identified that our generation, um, speaking as me and Val here, um, is very much on board with this, both for the nostalgia, and this is provably our preferred way to consume media. Right. We don't like want to have to schedule our lives around like, oh, it's nine o'clock, it's Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> Wait, it's actually Wait, literally Game ah, of Thrones. That's time. half of our friends, yeah. right? This very much more than half of our friends, right. all of our friends, except for us. Um, but it's like, well, no, why, it why would not, I do that? It's Especially not the because way we consume media now. Yeah. Like for shows that are actually released one episode a week or something like that, I also end up just letting myself get behind on purpose so that right. I can binge yeah. because. I get really frustrated when I get just a short increment of a show and then I want to know what happens next and then I have to wait. And after a certain point, I would rather just wait until I can watch it all at once. Right. And that's part of why I like the Netflix model so much. And I don't know if Disney will do that. I don't know if they're going to release streamable episodes one at a time over many weeks or if they're going to dump a whole season at once. I'm fine with with either way, but... Um, the other thing that I'm super fucking excited about is National Geographic. So, like, I don't oh care that, God. like, the Simpsons, like, cool, that's fine, whatever. But Nat Geo, I did not even fucking realize that Fox had owned National Geographic. Yep. And I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, excellent nature programming, fuck. Like, and I. It's so much content. It's so much content, especially if they do some of the older. Like, I don't know what National Geographic does now because there was a channel for a while. I don't know if there's still a channel, but, like, the, you. You used to get such really great... There was like a weekly program. I want to say it was on one of the like network, like NBC or CBS or ABC or whatever, or Fox, clearly, um, that was like like National Geographic, the Wild or Discovery. I forget what the hell it was, but 
there was a weekly program that was just like a really great nature program for an hour or whatever. And like, if they have all of that, oh my God, it's going to be great because we're used to the like planet earth style that we have nowadays of like beautifully shot and David Attenborough. But like I grew up on like the Nat Geo style or the discovery channel style of just like, like a, like definitely partly not real actual nature footage, but like, constructed scenes based on what we knew that animals did like but and i know i just i miss that in some ways and i like i'm really excited to see that if they put that there well and i also really like that format i i I will admit i really like the planet earth style i love it too um the big thing with the planet earth style is that that's very much targeted at um the more current audience where people are you know, kind of easily distracted and impatient. So it sort of sweeps through a lot of cool different things and you get like this, this, you know, I mean, some of it too is some of their footage. Like they spent years getting getting what amounts to like 30 seconds of footage. So they can't fill a whole hour with just one topic. Whereas because of the way that the, the older style National Geographic stuff was constructed, they filled a whole hour, like giving you incredible detail on like, one species. Yeah, yeah. And you ended up like I coming away from that, like having a new it. favorite animal or something. Yes. The other cool thing, some of the National Geographic programming, because this is classic National Geographic, um, it was also very focused uh, sometimes on the 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 people uh, around mm-hmm. these animals. Yes. So yes. like I learned a lot about the interactions between like natural predators and um, livestock in various areas um, because it's, you know, there's this challenge of like, oh, well, we have these endangered species preying on our livestock, but we need those livestock to live. So how do we do this? Yeah, how, how do we, we make, it how do we make yeah, this work? And they, they went into that like, yeah. you know, at, at a point in my life where I'd literally never thought about that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm going deep down the rabbit hole on on that yeah but. i'm just really excited about so one thing we learned is that it will allow downloading so you can watch stuff offline which is great if you're like a train commuter or something like me Huge. um captain marvel will be there fucking day one yeet um custom avatars who cares i'm just going through the tweet thread at this point um customize settings individual profiles basic functionality of a streaming service good job um blah 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 signature collection first day of launch the signature collection is a specific subset of disney animated films which includes like some of the older ones but not all of the older ones um i'll i'll i'm gonna pull it up and just say it's snow white beauty and the beast pinocchio bambi lion king lady and the tramp peter pan the little mermaid and cinderella it's not like like alice isn't in there some of right. those so it's not like everyone but i'm sure that they will get them all in yeah, there i, I think, think in part that's because they're also releasing or have released all of those on like Blu-ray and DVD and those kinds of things. So like, it's probably that those are the ones they've cleaned up the most. Right. Um, they also, they also for the longest time, the whole point of re-releasing those and not having any yeah, releases Disney vault in between. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. It's the Disney vault yeah. shit. So, so that's a part of their strategy. And I yeah. acknowledge that they're going to hold on to that a little bit, Yeah. but this kind of represents the end of that strategy. Yeah, it, it has to. Um, inherently, um, there's a behind the scenes of frozen Two making of frozen Two thing, which there's a few different versions of that. Like there are some behind the scenes of other things too. Um, Pixar films will be within the first year of launch. So 
they're not, they didn't say day of launch. They said within the first year of, um, at launch, you will have all the theatrical shorts, which is cool because like Piper is a really, like, I feel like that's one that I have a harder time finding, or at least I did when I wanted to rewatch it. Um, there's a silly thing about the fork character from Toy Story 4. Uh, Bo Peep is going to have her own short. Yes. They had better <laughs> have it voiced by actual Bo Peep, which is the fucking cool lady from Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there is a show. This one made me laugh so fucking hard. There is a Wanda Maximoff and the Vision show, which like as a comic fan, I ship them so hard you would not fucking believe it. But it's called WandaVision. <laughs> like who is this a joke? Who authorized this? Fire them immediately. Like, call it literally anything other than that. Um, and it, it is Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, too. It's not like, we made an animated one. I mean, maybe they'll make right. it animated and they'll voice it, but it's them. Um, yep, there's the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. There's the Loki show. Uh, all Star Wars films within the first year. Woo! God, can you just give us the fucking original trilogy back in its unaltered form? They never will. Well, <sighs> that's that's probably its its, own, its own whole episode. topic yeah. for a totally different yeah. Star Wars podcast that we will never do. Um, um but that's that's more of an, an issue of like, can they even? Yeah, yeah, I know. So does that but, file exist? But if if anyone if anyone can, it's it's definitely Disney yeah. because they they kind of get it. I think. Yeah. Um, in a way that L- Lucas probably yes, doesn't. but also no. Like I don't think they're gonna do it. I would be very surprised if they did it. So we'll refer back to this when they do it, and you can tell me that I was an idiot. I, um. I will admit I'm skeptical. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's more of a chance now, right, than there that was before. they own yeah. the rights yeah. to all of this than when Lucas did, right. because Lucas hated the original trilogy in its original form even though it's because he wanted it to be something different than what he made yeah and the things that made it great the things that he fucking wants to do are bad see also the prequels right well exactly the prequels were if he had all the powers it's a whole episode yeah i want to speed through this thread and give minimal commentary So that's why I'm trying to rush it. It's a long fucking thread. So there's a Cash and Andor show with Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk, which is how you pronounce his fucking name. He said it on Twitter. I did not think that that was a thing. Um, There's a Mandalorian show. Um, Mary Poppins. They make sure to say Alice in Wonderland 2010 will be available the day it launches. Not the original. Um, There's going to be a Christmas movie. Uh, um, Timmy Failure. Uh, directed by Academy Award winner Tom McCarthy will be on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, Star Girl, based on a New York Times bestselling book, uh, okay. it will be in year one. Togo, a fucking like Balto movie. It's about sled dogs. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, with Willem Dafoe again, year one. Uh, Lady and the Tramp live action will be there at launch, which I'm like, that's not a movie that exists yet. So okay. Um, also, Is do you mean live or action series? or CGI uh, movie? Okay. I believe it doesn't specify, but I'm assuming it's a movie. <laughs> I think they would have said a series. Uh, yeah. yeah, 200 more than 250 hours of content from Nat Geo. That includes Free Solo. I don't know what is that like Free Willy or is it like Han Solo? I don't. Okay, uh, it's a it's a crossover film where Han Solo is an aquatic <laughs> mammal on uh, Earth. And a small boy frees him. The the world according to Jeff Blo- Goldblum from Nat Geo is going to premiere at launch. I'm fucking hype. 
Uh, yep, see, Dizzle Pete is 5,000 episodes of Disney Channel content and 100 Disney Channel original movies will stream on Disney Plus at launch. Does this mean my niece needs it to watch Liv and Maddie? Probably. <laughs> Number one we question. Should, actually, we should go look. I'm sorry, you said 100 Disney Channel movies? 100 plus? 100. 100. How many DCOMs so, right, exactly. are there? How we can many probably go figure that out there? and then estimate how many are going to be missing. Uh, so. The hundredth was Adventures in Babysitting. Okay, so there are a lot. Which is... Adventures. That was only a few years ago. Yeah. That was in 2016. So it's probably All just right. that there are a couple that they don't have. So, okay. yeah. That was, apparently there was a marathon Memorial Day weekend of 2016 uh, with the older ones because this one was a hundredth. Um, okay. Da-da-da-da-da. Thread. God, I'm doing the fucking Georgia Hardstark. Like, da 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 I hate that when she does it. Um, make way for more fun. Phineas and Ferb movie. Don't care. Uh, high school musical. <laughs> Sorry. I care. Brutal. You've never <laughs> fucking watched. Have you watched it? I watched it, but I, we don't talk about it because you hate it. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just don't like the animation style. I Their know. noses are fucking huge. Like, not in a, nor- just like in a, in a weird animation way. Not like that I care that noses are big, but like, I just don't like the animation style. It's really blocky. It's okay. <laughs> you're you're allowed to not like things. <laughs> Fine. Um, <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series. I never watched. High School Musical was like right after me, like like a year after me watching right. things. I think um, I should watch it eventually. From the Sound of Music to Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Disney Plus is bringing stories of all kinds to one place. Sam is a big Malcolm in the Middle fan, as I recall. We watched it as a family. It was kind of a big deal. That's really cute. It was one of the one of the only shows that we like watched uh as new episodes came out that was just like wild discovery for me like my family just like fucking watch nature shit all the time uh in year one you'll be able to rediscover more than 7500 episodes and 500 films from our library on disney plus okay disney's library so uh and the simpsons and then i think it's just a lot of content that's the end of the thread that's the simpsons that's the exciting thing to me is it's just a lot of content well they i mean they acquired they acquired Fox and like that builds up because their own library alone like my friend Greg yesterday was talking about how he he was like I really wonder if they're going to do like um, the older episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club because his daughter I guess grew up with them not like our generation's Mickey Mouse Club but the previous generation and I was like there shouldn't be a reason that they wouldn't do that but at the same time I don't know that they're going to but they have I mean, they have so much content that even without the Fox acquisition, you could still have justified purchasing a subscription to a Disney-specific streaming service. And then they fucking acquired Fox. And now it's like, here's like, is Firefly going to be on there? Right. So here's here's a really interesting thing. We have other streaming services with fairly large libraries, but Netflix, as a good example, content rotates through it because they have to get a license for everything that they want to put up there. Disney is the first example of a real, like, IP heavy hitter doing a streaming service. Mm -hmm. And that means that all of this content will just be there. It did fucking better. They don't if have they, if any they reason. If took it down, I, right? They have literally no yeah, reason there's to no, do that. There's, there's no, no incentive. Should, yeah. Basically, the only content that they have the rights to that won't be up there 
um, that isn't like recent and they have some like, you know, right. shorter term right. reason. Um, it's just going to be what's digitized well and what's yeah. not. Yeah. And so like, like, it'd better be everything. Like old Mickey Mouse stay. Club, like maybe that's not digitized uh, in high right. enough quality right. that they'd want to put it up yet. So that right. might not be there but immediately. But like to my but... mind, there are a lot of things that fall into that. Like uh, our friend I noticed was watching Bed Knobs and Broomsticks tonight. And I'm like, right. Can we fucking get that up there so that the new generation actually sees that this movie exists? Because I watched it on VHS. Like, right. I don't even know if I, I if we have that in another format. But, like, I like things like that that are older and that are treasures. Or, again, things that were on the Disney Channel in the 90s or whatever. Dude, put the fucking vacation planning DVDs on there from the 90s. <laughs> like, give me everything. I want all of the weird, kitschy, old Disney content. Well, and we we don't tend to to talk explicitly about uh, um, illegitimately acquired uh, <laughs> media on this podcast, but for films like uh, again, Smart House, probably my favorite uh, Disney Channel original movie because I'm a dork. Um, you cannot find it. that at anything better than garbage VHS. Well, and that's quality. that's Xenon too, and exactly the same thing. And with I, Xenon. it makes me so sad. And granted. Those things in that quality actually kind of fits the nostalgia. Right, so but like, like it's I'm okay. so excited to see Xenon. But right, if they actually Real have good. access to you know, because that you know all that shot on film, like right, it wasn't it wasn't like it was lower quality digital and it just can't be better. It's that the way that it was delivered on VHS was simply lower quality than right. the film right. that they shot it so on. Theoretically, so theoretically, we should be able to have it in higher quality. It's possible. And like, please, yep. God. Yes. Awesome. Anyway, we've beaten Disney Plus to death. But we're, we're very excited. excited about it. It's it's going to be great uh, and or destroy any productivity that we had around yeah. the house. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is I'll just put it on in the background like I do with Freeform right. and I'll still go right. around about my day. It just won't have commercials. So super excited. Yay, Disney Plus. Let us know your thoughts if you have any thoughts about any of this or anything that you're really hoping to see come to Disney Plus. Our next topic comes from Sarah Beth. Why aren't any of the other rest of 17 of you asking questions? Um, <laughs> Sarah. What if, what if half of our, our, our followers are, are just named Sarah Beth? No. And it's been different it's, Sarah Beths <laughs> that have been submitting these and you just like haven't noticed. It's like an uncommon enough name. Um, <laughs> no. Sarah Beth asked, uh, what are some things you can do in Epcot if you don't drink? Which is like my favorite question because we don't really drink. Right. So everything we do in Epcot is not about drinking. Well, and here's the thing. It's it's not that neither of us consume alcohol. At all. It's at just all. we don't like, do it frequently. Do, don't, yeah. But it's at Disney especially. Like that's not our focus. No. It's not. So like I have had a drink once or twice at yeah, Epcot. I've had Especially a if it's something before. that I was interested in trying. If it right. was a special drink or something. Right. Um, but I, I very rarely am going there with the intent to like really drink or versus anything. most people. Um, I, so I don't like to drink because it'll often set off my, uh, chronic gastrointestinal illness. So I just don't do it. 
um, and I don't do vacation. it because I'll fall asleep on a bench. Yeah, I mean, park, I also so. will do that. <laughs> um, but so there are plenty of things not, that you can do if you're not drinking. One of the cool things is that while it seems like a lot of the festivals have an alcohol focus, because like every booth has at least a, one or two alcoholic drinks, um, those are also always food focused too. So what we do is we do like food and wine or flower and garden by getting like desserts or entrees from those. We don't get the drinks. That's all. And it's actually really funny. Uh, you always get the sweet things and I always get the savory things. Yeah, because so. the opposite. They, my stomach can react more pre- with, with more prejudice to like meal foods and yours reacts more that way to like sugar. Right, to too um, much. Uh, my, we have different yeah, right. body. We have different <laughs> gut issues. Uh, together, we don't even really have one functioning GI tract between us. Um, but so that's one of the ways is that like, even with those things that seem alcohol focused, you can do other things. Um, you can get other things from them. And they're, they're also now we're at a point where there's like a festival of one type or another running at almost all times. Yeah. So there's always something interesting from stands that you can, that you can go try. So even just walking around, uh, like I enjoy just walking around and being like, Oh, I don't know what that food is and getting to see it in person and say, Oh, maybe I do want to try that. Yeah. And like the same is true of, you know, there are, there is alcohol readily available in Epcot and in the other parks at this point. Um, there are plenty of normal places to get snacks. We're like, yeah, you can get beer, but you could also get a pretzel. Um, there are also just a lot of other fun things to do in Epcot. Like it's one of those things where Epcot doesn't have many rides. Um, in particularly in World Showcase, which is where the drinking comes up the most because of the whole drinking around the world thing. Um, World Showcase currently doesn't have many rides. They're slowly adding, like they're adding the Ratatouille one. Um, but there are attractions in Epcot. And I'm sure that Sarah Beth specifically knows about this. But like in Canada, there's a movie. In France, there's a movie. In China, there's a movie. There so are shops you can walk around. It's just... not just a movie, too. That's Sorry. the other thing. A lot of people walk past these because they say, oh, it's a movie. Like, I don't need to see a movie about Canada. Um, the the Canada film and the China film are both uh, 360 vision, which is fascinating because it is like, I don't remember how many cameras, it's like seven cameras or something that they shot these entire things with in, in uh, kind of panoramic vision. And you go into a fully immersive theater where you're standing, leaning against railings and getting to see like what technology from 40 to 50 years ago. Uh, 40 to 50. W- well, that's, I mean, I'm sorry. It's, it's Girl, analog film technology. It is analog that's what I mean. film though. Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay, like okay. we started shooting things digitally yes. at some point. <laughs> yes. Um, but this is all like, uh, that's, that's my favorite thing about uh, what is it? Reflections of, China or what's the what's yes. the three reflections of China? Um, I think that one is is my favorite, and in part because it is like classic analog film shot in panorama and with creative use of that space, mm-hmm. and you end up like you know turning around wildly during it, trying to see yeah. all the things. It feels like you're moving sometimes. It feels like, like it really... feels a little bit like Soren actually at times yeah. because there are these sweeping landscape shots, aerial shots. Yeah. Um, and it's also cool because there's some replay value, much like a, a very detailed film. Uh, you'll see new things every time. This is like that, except 
you literally can't have your head facing in every direction at once. Right. So you will see new things every time, yeah, every guaranteed. Time. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're really cool. I I'd strongly recommend them um, because I think they're really easy to, to walk by and kind of dismiss. Yeah. Um, but they are definitely uh, an experience that you can't really get elsewhere. Yeah. I really like the France one because you get to sit down. So there's less of the like, there is a little bit of that, whoa, like yeah. suddenly we're turning. Yeah. Um, especially in parts of the China one, but they're really cool. Um, videos, movies, um, they're cool experiences. They're also just like, you know, they're in the back of their areas. So like you can, it provides a nice walk through the quote unquote country as well. So like, that's one of the things that I like too, is Morocco doesn't actually have, um, it doesn't have a, a film or anything. It does have a little gallery out by the entry that has, Um, I think it's based around like the clothing of a specific cultural group. Um, it's been, it's, I think it's been the same exhibit for years. It looks like something that should change the way the one in Japan does, but I feel like it doesn't change, um, or hasn't at least in a number of years now, but there isn't, what I'm trying to say here is there isn't like a big thing to look at there. Um, but if you just walk around in the Morocco right. area, it's, it's, it's like easily you're the in a coolest place country. to just walk around because the second you walk down, like onto the side street, basically, you immediately lose line of sight yep. to the rest of the world showcase, it's so and cool. you are you are there, you are it's in like, Morocco. Oh shoot! I mean, and now and granted, now you're like in an alley. Neither like, of us have been market. to Morocco, so we can't say this. But it, it right, but like right, it, right. it is. It's very immersive there. Um, there's markets, there is, we don't buy things necessarily, but just walking through the shopping, um, a lot of what we like to do is really to just like go through these areas, walk through the back. Like don't just walk by England, the UK, whatever, walk into it, walk down behind. There's like a little area where music gets played. There's Mary Poppins meets back there sometimes. I love that spot. There's, it's a a nice out of the way area. Right. Especially because that part of World Showcase really backs up because there are a lot of white people going to buy (laughs) merchandise and beer. Um, But the second you get into that sort of back garden, there's just a bunch of open space and air. Yeah. um, And no one's trying to squeeze past you unless you're blocking the Mary Poppins line. And France has that a little bit on the side right now. Except with Ratatouille, I'm sure it'll go away. Um, But it, it is... You know, Italy, I feel like, is a little bit more of a dead-end style. But even that, there's, like, there's really cool, just, like, architectural details to look at. Because they did model these after, you know, buildings in the area. Which, Germany is, like, fun. Germany is just cute. So, so actually, here's here's a point, too. You mentioned this for, for, you know, Morocco. We've we've never been to Morocco, so we don't know actually what what it looks like. But the cool thing about all of these is that all of them feel like a very well done film set once you go into the line of sight blocked area. Yes. So it looks exactly like it looks in film, even if that may not be what it looks like in reality. So uh, the same thing, especially for France and Italy, you end up going uh, into an area where you can only see that country. And it, it is this weird immersive experience that you can't really get elsewhere. Yeah, it's neat. I think that Morocco does it the best of all of them. For um, sure. I think Germany is like cute because it's, uh, you go to beer garden. Like that's one thing it says beer garden. So maybe you think that it's a garden of beer, but like it's a really fun restaurant. It's got the indoor outdoor thing, which yeah. is fucking cool as hell. 
Um, it's both both beer garden and uh, going into Mexico. Yeah. Um, you it's, both get that awesome. indoor outdoor like yeah. magic of like suddenly I'm not only in a different place, but it's but night it's also night time, <laughs> and they have control even yeah. more so of everything yeah. that you can see. And beer garden like it's a lot of food because it's a buffet style and it's like a little bit heavy because it's German. But I really we've liked it when we've done it. Um, the, Super worthwhile. Yeah. Um, I'm like missing countries too. Like I'm not really talking a ton about Japan, but like Japan has the Taiko drum show. Yep. Um, America has America. Um, <laughs> we're not going to talk about, actually America no, is voices. worth talking about because there's voices of, Liberty. voices of Liberty. So even if you don't want to go to the American adventure, which has really cool animatronics, but it's overall message is a little too like, look at how great we are and all this right. land we found and stuff that we did. And no one was ever impacted negatively by it. Who already lived here. <laughs> Smallpox blankets. What? Like it's very, uh, it's very whitewashy as you'd expect. Yeah. But before the show, um, like there are specific times in the times guide. Um, but there's an acapella group called voices of Liberty. We've never fucking managed to actually catch them. But there is an acapella group that performs in there and I've seen video of them and they are incredible, like just beautifully tight, gorgeous, like just a really good show. So like, that's a thing that's good to see. There are some, um, like acrobats in China. Um, there's a taiko drum show in Japan. There's a guy who juggles stuff in Italy and like, no, France. No, both. (laughs) No, France is a chair stacker guy. Italy is the juggly clown with the whistle guy. I mix them up because I don't want to see either of them because um, they worry me. <laughs> I don't like heights. So the um, takeaway there, though, is that there are there are street performers in yes. all of these places and a couple of other performances like Voices of Liberty that yes. you just have to pay attention and know is there to go seek it out at the right time. Yeah. Um, and there's a startling amount to do in World Showcase if you know about the films and go seek them out. And if you know about the street performers and, you know, try to line it up right and obviously just go around and eat. Um, but there's also like a fair bit in the other half of Epcot, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the reason that I'm tending towards world showcase is because of the fact that this question is like, what do you do if you don't drink? Because really world showcase is the one that people go to drink around the world. So that's why I'm kind of skewing it more this way. Also check out the thing in Mexico that currently is Coco themed, but like always has some kind of Mexican cultural thing. Um, I really like those exhibit style, um, ones because it feels a little bit more like that, like sort of world's fair idea. So I like it. Um, yeah, and in the rest of Epcot, in Future World, um, there's a ton of shit. Like, there's there's the Interventions, which is, I think, closing. There's Club Cool, which is also closing. Um, there's the Fountain Show with the music. There's the the Jammeters, like, who do the... <laughs> jammeters, yeah. The um, drumming on, on shit. Like, and there's also just, like, a lot of areas to just sit and chill if you want to just sit and chill. Yep. Um, but there are a lot of different activities that don't involve drinking in Epcot. Um, if you, again, like want more specifics or if this didn't address what Sarah Beth you were looking for or other folks like totally feel free to to let us know if there are other things like other specifics that you're wondering about in terms of um Epcot but we really don't drink much and we love Epcot anyway just go ride the land over and over again because living with the land land. yeah it's it's like it's classic and really cool 
It's such a good ride. Oh my god. It's, I would, well, <laughs> I and it's it. and it's cool too because it's there are changes every time because right. you get to there go through the the part with all their cool work plants on plants. Grow. Yeah. It's neat. Um, also, a uh, slightly different route, and yes, these cost additional money, um, but there are also ticketed things that you can do at Epcot that are special, yeah. like the. Uh, behind, like the behind the tour. scenes tour yeah that's through the land that's through the land yep yep um so there are other cool things to do there if you feel like you've already experienced all of epcot also just go to the fucking aquarium like yes. i never feel 100%. like i've seen that whole thing every time i go in i'm like ah there's a new kind of shark that i can't identify by sight alone if nothing else, just go, uh, like, figure out when they feed the manatees and go there. Oh, my God. Because it's so much so lettuce. Cute. And yeah, they just so like cute. They just, like, blast lettuce uh. at the top of, of the tank. And yep. the manatees just are the happiest, They're sea cows. They're just cows. Cow they just eat right. well, green stuff. Much, much, they're cows, but they're, like, more emotive than cows. They're so cute. Oh, because my God. They, I fucking like, love manatees. They sort of, you know spin around and stuff yeah like, you don't like, see cows do that gently as much, you know? roll <laughs> right i love right them. you'll see them grab a giant hunk of lettuce and then just like, like <laughs> yeah they're awesome yeah so there's lots of stuff to do um again if you have any more specific questions or anything in particular um i do like kind of try to go through epcot with blinders on sometimes because i'm emetophobic and i'm always worried that someone's gonna puke into a bush imminently because everyone does drink so much there but um knock on wood we have not had that happen yet yeah <sighs> always a fear though yeah i think the closest we've had is a a uh, well cast uh cast member managed um uh in line for uh, test, test track. track. It happened um, before situation. we got there. Right, also, was... that time that I rushed you off the bus because I could tell yep. that the woman at the bus stop was about to. Yep. I was like, oh no, oh god. Anyway, not anyway, to get into that horrifying topic, but yes. Um, anyway. That's another topic for oh my <laughs> god podcast. Now it's time for the silly shit in Disney films corner. Finger guns. <laughs> um, so I have two this week. Ooh. They're both about people saying things. At the beginning of the race between Doc Hudson and Lightning McQueen, Guido says, start your engines. They're fucking cars. How have they been getting around if their engines weren't on? Well, so here's a question too. If if Lightning McQueen runs out of gas after running out of the city, like, does he just temporarily die? No. So like there's <laughs> oh, they have fuck. some like biological source of power. Well, it's their like, is it, like, the battery, where your battery still has power even if your engine's Maybe off? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. So, like, that's what powers the personality, but then, but like... But, like, if you run out of gas and then your lead-acid battery, like, dies, are you just a dead vehicle? I mean, maybe. Like, like vehicles die. Doc right. Hudson died. Stanley exactly. died. Oh, sorry. Doc Hudson died? Yeah. But, yeah. Not in that movie. Oh, right. Like, that's in the right. later yeah, films, yeah, yeah. they refer to him having yeah, 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 passed that's away. Right. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. And spoilers, like Stanley, Val. Gosh. <laughs> spoilers for a fucking 10-year-old. <laughs> <three. laughs> I don't even know which one it was that they talked either, about yeah. it in. But 
Um, and yeah, and Stanley died. So like there is a way for cars to die. And obviously the ones that get crushed in the spy movie. <laughs> right, right. Was that three, two? That was two, I think. I don't fucking know. I don't know, remember. Man, remember. they're yeah. cars. It's yeah, a movie. two was the spy um, one and three was the like mentor. Yeah, there's the one. yellow girl. Um, there's a yellow girl. I don't girl. think I've watched. Well, that's when you watched on the plane, on the plane. and I didn't yep. see. So yep. um, yeah. So anyway, I was like, why the fuck are these things start your engines? Like, because even if you have backup power via your battery, it's clearly not enough to move your car by. So if the cars were moving to get to the start line, then their engines had to already be on. Yikes. Yeah, it's a weird one. I Jinkies. Think, so, so cars, the cars doesn't universe anyway. does a good job of building this great universe where you're like, okay, I just take all this for granted. Uh, cars are people, but still cars. Right. Um, but we never talk about like, are are there who manufactures the cars? Right. Or, or also are cars like, born? Why are or... the tractors cows instead right. of having full? Like it's like the why is Goofy sentient and Pluto's just a regular dog? Like right. it's that exactly. thing where you're like, why uh, is the combine harvester and the tractors? Why are they and animals? And the paving machine. And the, why is the paving machine also not sentient? But does yeah. uh, well, that's the thing. The cows, the cows have faces. The paving machine, I don't even think has no, a it face. Doesn't. It just doesn't. has a name. She's a trailer. So yeah, it's it's very confusing. It is confusing. Yeah. But anyway, I think I think they just like kind of, you know, ignore it. They just yeah, it's like a gale outside pouring? now. Yeah, fuck? I don't know what's. You may be able to hear some background noise. <laughs> it's your ASMR. Because we are not in a recording studio. We are in a guest bedroom. <laughs> do, 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 do. Sorry, I still have with the land music stuck in my head. Yeah, so my part two of this nonsense is one that, because The Incredibles has, I mean, Cars has been on a few times this weekend. The Incredibles has also been on a few times this weekend, and I love it. And I have remarked on this every time we've watched it in the last however many years. When Bob and Lucius get caught in the jewelry store and Lucius freezes the cop and the cop discharges his weapon. And so some guys come in for backup. Why the fuck do they bust in yelling police officers? Who, who I have not dealt with many cops in my life, but like I've been pulled over and they don't come over and go police officer. Like they don't announce their fucking title. They're like, they'd be like, like, hold it or freeze or like that's like that's the cop catchphrase is freeze not fucking police officers and i know it's lucius's catchphrase too so maybe it's weird but like they literally just yell police officers as they bust in with their weapons drawn so that's an interesting one um in media you're right and that usually all you'll hear is police or freeze or you know, put your hands up or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that the reason that they say police officers, I think you're probably right, is so that they don't ruin the joke by saying freeze. Yeah. Um, but also... But just say police. There's this... Yeah, just say police. <laughs> like, police officers <laughs> is the weird part. Um, just say police. Um, and, like, obviously this is probably tied to the whole Fourth Amendment thing where law enforcement officers are supposed to like knock and announce and not just knock down your door right but but police officers they were also already in there right like, there was already a police officer in there not, it's just weird and it's funny because like i did i just happened to click an article the other day that linkedin had sent me uh months ago 
and it was about the upside of frustrated workers and how basically those people can be really creative. But it was about The Incredibles and how it got made and like Brad Bird assembling a team of misfits. And I'm like, is this just something that got missed because you assembled a team of misfits? Like or it they, was some misfits funny like joke. Like funny joke. Like of, where yeah. they're like, we want these police We're officers to be real this. chumps. Because it's the funniest guy. Well, and thing. to be fair, they are like, like police officers in media tend to be like presented as like big burly heroes and like busting in. Like, these were just weenies. Yeah. Like, they were, you, you know, yeah, you kind get, of shrimpy little pushovers. You get either the hero cops or you get the, like, donut cops. And there's right. no, like, there's not an in-between. And it, it does, maybe it is a little bit of that, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, like yeah. we're coming in to subdue the superheroes and we're never going to be <laughs> able to because we're just normal guy we're cops. We're just normal cops. Yeah. Especially because they, they do show the, the cops, I think it's um, earlier on in the, like, before time. <laughs> Being like... When heroes are okay, and the cops are just like, "Thank you, Mister Incredible. You're the best, Mister Incredible." Yeah, or they Incredible. like get annoyed with him when they're like, <laughs> "He doesn't catch Bomb Voyage because he's got to go to his fucking wedding." And they're like, "What about Bomb Voyage? Like, it's only right. his responsibility, and they <laughs> right. don't have a job now. Right. Like, they couldn't go after him themselves, so even though I, he told them what to do. He was like, set up a permit. So I think dinner. that's a good point. I think in the Incredibles universe police officers are a little bit of a joke because supers yeah. exist. Yeah. So like what's some chump with a gun and any amount of training going to do against someone like right, Mr. Right. Incredible? Yeah. Yeah. It is, I guess an inverse thing, but I still, I just, it's the, fu- it's so every single time I watch it, I just laugh. <laughs> police officers. <laughs> police officers. That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for listening. Um, as usual, you can go to boredandsassy.com to see our contact form if you want to send us feedback, questions about Disney films, about Disney parks, about planning a vacation, about, I don't know, why Disney the sky Plus. is blue or some nonsense. Sam knows like everything about everything. So if you want to know about like cassowaries, ask this bitch. Um, but if you, if you have questions about other life topics, like you can kind of send us whatever. This is a Disney podcast. Um, You're going to get questions that are just like, what is that word you used? That's but- also totally fine. You can, <laughs> you can be like, Val, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, because we are kind of like, you know, it's a podcast that we've started. We've got a small audience. We're not like... You certainly do share it with your friends if you're enjoying it, if you have other sweary grown-up Disney friends who you think would like it. Um, But we're definitely not in that space of being like, we're a huge podcast and we're going to keep like, we're going to get on tangents sometimes. We do. It's fine. Like, I'll answer your question if you don't know what I meant when I said a thing. Or if you're like, how could you have forgotten the name of Last Kiss? (laughs) Do it, man. Yes, please. Please write in and heckle us about forgetting the name of your favorite song. Please do. Even though I think it's kind of warbly. It's weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> so again, contact form is there. Um, also, Twitter at Bored and Sassy. Follow us. Ask questions. Whatever. Um, you obviously are probably a friend of ours if you're listening to this. So you can also <laughs> just ask us on Facebook. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Would you believe we record that new every single week? And I always say it the same. I don't believe it. Acting! What was that that woman's name? The Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly... That's basically what this is. Hello and welcome to Shelly Duvall. The podcast. The podcast where we Shelly Duvall.